This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. factor is it that it's their home opener and they're going to have all the hype and all the kind of chaos you guys went through last night you're going to have to deal with their situation yeah it's can be a challenge it can be an extra challenge for them as well um you know there's like we've spoken about there's a lot of extra emotions and anxiety all these guys just want to get it going and they've had to wait a little longer um so what that means time will tell um but we're just excited to get into the process um two similar styles we get to uh, you, you know go against a real stingy uh, strong defensive group and um, it's a challenge that uh, you know we need to we need to address and we need to go after it so uh, I'm excited for the I'm excited we're playing them and uh, excited to just get 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 the season moving and what's it like like you said to have a game now that you can dissect after you've waited you know five or six days since it's um, there's a lot of ways to describe that lack of sleep is one so but but it, it's nice. You 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 can go through the film and you're planning uh, team meetings, special team meetings, defensive group meetings, offensive group meetings, line meetings, individual meetings. It's all going through your head uh, to grab these guys and and obviously you're trying to minimize every single one of those components. Um, you know entries and entries against and faceoffs, faceoff plays. So you know there's hundreds of different areas you could attack and you're trying to figure okay, you know what do I need to tell this player in this group offense or defense or partners, line mates. So uh, it's fun. Um, this is what we love about coaching. And we finally uh, have some film to put in front of these guys, and that's where they typically learn. Is they, you know, it's, we all wake up and we look in the mirror and we know what we look like. You know, you got to see yourself. And uh, that's what the video does. You have to see yourself every day. And, um, you know, we have that now, and we'll, we'll use that every, every morning. You always want to score first, but when you play this particular style, is it even more important, as you say, to maybe get them out of their defense if you can maybe get them on their heels if you can score first? Strategically, you you obviously want to you want to attack before a team gets in its structure, and then when they're in their structure, you want to do things to get them out of their structure. Um, so, so the simple yes, uh, that is an objective with any team. Um, teams that you know are willing to try to play that game. One nothing, two to one. Um, I think you have to have an element of patience, and, and what I mean by that is is a very, you know, I think a very uh, hard focus on having a sense of objective. You don't need to go out over the boards and score. If it's in the D zone, you need to get it out of the D zone. If it's in the neutral zone, you need to get it into the offensive zone. So 
you have to have that sense of objective. We, we last night, I think, we gave up the first goal, and and we we turned the puck over. We turned the puck over, and they were in structure. And at that point, you know, I think we were trying to get to offense a little bit instead of maybe get a puck behind them and get through neutral zone. Uh, so just a tweak on how what you focus on and. Uh, you know, you, you play a team that's willing to outscore you, Edmonton, and, and they'll say, we'll trade chances with you because we think we can outscore you. It's a different style of game. And, you know, for us, we have to, part of part of um, every team is learning and, uh, excuse me, more, more evolving as a team and um, understanding the game that needs to be played that particular night. And, you know, we, after going through last night, we'll have a much better understanding going into game two of what that means. Uh, he's engaging, physically engaging. Um, he's using his reach, his athleticism uh, to kill plays, um, disrupt plays, uh, and he has a presence when he's on his game. There's a, there's a real presence to him. No compromise, any of that is no compromise to has a very good feel. He's got hockey sense. He, he knows where to get a puck. He knows, where, you know, spatial orientation is, is, uh, is really good, and he's an athlete. Uh, he's agile for a, for a big guy. Um, and so when he's on his game, he's, he's all of that. What do you make of all the, the block shots last night? I mean, Truba was a beast, and a lot of it is the team defending, but think they got in your shooter's heads a little bit in that third period especially? You know, I think, I, I think when you look at it, and even, even you know, the eye test from the bench, when, when that's happening, you're probably passing up your first opportunity to shoot. And then they can time it, and you just threw an extra fake, and then they can time it. And if you would have just grabbed it and shot it. But you're trying to pass it perfectly and make a perfect play, and it's an easier read to block the shot. Uh, they were willing, you know, on a penalty kill, if you're if you're not going to pick spots to be aggressive or influence or dictate and you sit back, you have to block shots. They were willing to do that last night. Now, that's a tough road. That's a, that's a bit of a playoff mindset. Um, probably a bigger challenge for 82 games. I mean, you're going to have a lot of guys sore after 20-some block shots. So if you do that again the next night and the next night and the next night, you're, you're probably going to be down some guys too. So uh, it, it, was, it was last night. It was um, obviously their... They were very strategic about it, but I thought if there's one thing we could have done, it was release it quicker. You know, we, we kind of telegraph shots late, and I think we could watch film and see that. Um, so, Obviously, it's only one of 82, but sometimes last year there was discussion about being unable to reset after games like that. After tonight, have you felt like you've seen better efforts towards resetting? Well, I think resetting early now is so different than a little bit later. I think now it's more of these. that was their first game. Um, you know, much like, you know, any pro sport, you know, your first game is, is a chaos you have, you, you, you know, is, is something that will settle as game two and game three and game four. It just everything settles down from that standpoint. So, um, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's a matter of resetting. I think it's more just reacclimating back into regular season to hockey. Um, and, uh, you know, for every team, it's going to take a little bit and, you know, game one is nice to have in the books for that. It's really useful in, in getting that process uh, sped up. Your group 
really seems they communicate a lot with each other to try to solve problems throughout a game. Like, you know, particularly the power play. And then this morning, you know, Rasmus and Tate are on the ice working with Dan to sort of go through one-timers. I mean, have you seen them evolve or maybe the, the substance of those conversations evolve, you know, over the last year or so in terms of how they're going about trying to solve, you know, situations like that, the power play or even something at even strength? Yes, they have a uh, greater understanding of uh, how to be successful in various situations. They, so when they're communicating, you know, now they're communicating and they're, they actually have a vision of, of, of what they want to accomplish. And it's a collective vision. And, and that's taken some time, obviously, but these guys have now played and had enough repetitions together uh, that that's where they're at. That's the beauty of, you know, you see the best power play units in the historic last year was Edmonton. That power play unit's been together for years now. Um, and it wasn't until last year that they set a historic record. They didn't do it five years ago, but they were together five years ago. So it's always that evolution, and I love the where our guys are. Very engaged and evolving, as I mentioned. Uh, it's not, not not so much learning, it's evolving. It's, you know, we've we've added this to our array. What can we do with it now? How can we attack it now differently? What are our strengths now? Uh, and how can we, you know, maybe target and impose a, that's those strengths in a, in a situation? And, you know, they're recognizing, hey, this is a situation. We've talked about this. Maybe now we should be attacking the net. Now we should be, uh, everybody's pulled toward Thompson. Now this opens up that next play. We didn't we didn't recognize that quick enough, but we know we should have. It seemed like the Rangers really want to be physical on Benson. Just watching the game live, it looked like he held up just fine. Um, now that you've had a chance to go through it and look at it, how did you feel? He I th- yeah, I thought Benson was was physicality was no issue for him in the standpoint he was certainly not intimidated. Uh, and even when Truba, you know, probably took three penalties on him there, uh, it, it, you know, re- realistically, I mean, if you if you look at it, and you read the criteria, it, it probably could have been an easy call. Um, and that's not a complaint; it's just watching the video. Um, you can't call everything, so so there's my disclaimer. But uh, point being is, it didn't bother Benson. He 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 turned around, he grabbed him, and he he actually held him back. Could have got a penalty for that, saying he didn't bother me. I'm not letting you get back into play. And uh, so he he's he's a gamer. He's a competitive little guy that's hard hard to get. He reminds me of uh, you know in that regard of Alex DeBrincat, who I who I was with in Chicago during his rookie year. He was just a tough, tough player that you could not intimidate, and he wasn't going to go away. In fact, you probably are just inciting him uh, to do more. Maybe you had a chance to reflect and maybe watch some video. What did you like about you know, the Greenway middle step, Benson line last uh, They were consistent throughout. I thought, uh, you know, it was... They exemplified, I think, all all the lines. We, we Fortunately, we didn't try to to do things too pretty because they didn't, they didn't allow you, but I thought we could be a little bit grittier, a little bit more direct line, quicker to support pucks and things like that. But uh, but that line um, I thought was consistent through the course of the game. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for them, but they certainly didn't give up much, which was, um, you know, uh, from what were, you know, our objectives early on in the season is to make sure we're paying attention to that. And, you know, we gave up. Uh, unfortunately, we gave up maybe four chances, and one was a double, so three and one was a double, and ended up two nothing. We're down at the end of one, but very limited chances. And so, I guess to to those guys, 
you know they they'll give be able to give us more offensively but I thought they were pretty good as a unit um, playing the game the right way what do you think of Connor Flipton seems like the uh, the intensity of regular season suits him a, a bit better maybe than preseason absolutely and he, he'll get better and better you know it's it's hard and Eric too Eric Johnson these guys they, they want to fit in they want to we, we brought him here because they're ultimate team guys but they don't know the team yet I mean I had a talk with Eric this morning too and he's he's still getting to know his teammates and you know last night was the first situation that he could see everybody on the bench hear everybody talking so for him for both Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton um, I, I liked their games last night and the integration of them is a process for them I mean it's a new team but Connor specifically last night was uh the hit he threw on Wheeler by the bench was hard. I mean, we, we got, I was five feet away. That was a heavy hit against a big guy. And, and you feel that one the rest of the game. And there were, there were a couple others. So he is, uh, he's very imposing, and he played more toward his style, which is a little less conducive in the preseason. You don't see too many guys taking liberties and running, sending messages through hits in the preseason. But now that the puck drops in the regular season, it's a different ball game, and, and it's more his style. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.